Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. Yahweh, 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 Yahweh. God, you are with us. Lord, we thank you for this worship opportunity, oh God, that you've called us into, oh God. But we have a decision to make even in the preaching moment. And we decide to participate in what you're doing even right now, oh God. We decide to open up ourselves and to receive your word. Use me now, oh God, as you never have before. Take these broken and brittle and and disconnected pieces and make something beautiful out of them. Thank you for sending your word, a word for your people. In Jesus' name, hallelujah and amen. Amen. Good morning, church. We're going to be reading a bit of scripture. So if you're standing and need to be seated, we're going to be turning to Mark's, the gospel according to Mark chapter 16. The word comes from the gospel according to Mark the earliest gospel given to us, chapter 16, and I'm going to be reading the full 1 through 15. Mark chapter 16. Begin reading it, verse 1. We give you our attention even now, right now, God. Draw in our minds and our wandering hearts so that the enemy cannot stand between us and your word. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. This is the New Revised Standard Version, verse 2. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed, for you are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Verse 9. Now after he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went out and told those who had been with him while they were mourning and weeping. But when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they would not believe it. After this, he appeared in another form to two of them, Minister Lingham, as they were walking into the country. As they went back and told the rest, but, and they went back and told the rest, but they did not believe them. 14. Later, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were sitting at the table, and he upbraided or uh, chastised them for their lack of faith and stubbornness because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, 
go into all the world and proclaim the good news to the whole creation. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Uh, title for our word from the Lord on this morning is simply a two-word question. What now? If you got somebody, you can look at and ask them the question, or you can look in the mirror and ask yourself, or place your hand on your heart and ask the question, what now? There was no shouting at the altar. There weren't any preachers exclaiming that he got up, Minister Tamika Earley, on the third day. There were no beautiful hats on church mothers or frilly socks on little girls. There were no freshly pressed robes or white linens on the communion table. There weren't any family dinners. There were not even Cadbury chocolate bunnies or Easter egg hunts. Not yet. It was almost like that time you remember a few months ago in the Advent season when we were waiting and then Jesus was born. He was born, he was here, but they didn't know it yet. It had not yet been announced. What now? I'm from a small town in Galilee in the north of Israel called Magdala. It's probably why in scripture they call me Mary Magdalene. I've been through more than a little bit in my life. If you remember, Luke introduced you to me, and so I know you know that I have been cured of evil spirits and diseases. So many things, y'all, you cannot even imagine. So many things tormented me. Some, some people call them demonic influences. And, and, and some people in your day say that I, I was struggling with mental illness. But, but, but either way, what I know is that my life was filled with darkness. Seven, they say, seven. It's like seven hindrances to living a free life. Seven, 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 seven. I was perfectly plagued. Seven, 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 completely and totally troubled. Now, I'm not telling you this to get sympathy from you, but I just want you to know that I got a story to tell. I've got a testimony. But I really want you to know that my healing wasn't the end of my story. It was just the beginning. Since that time, since that time that Jesus healed me, I've been a part of the ministry of Jesus of Nazareth. I'm proud to say that I called him rabbi. He was my teacher, and he was the one who healed me, and he was the one who set me free from the torment. And I, like many others, there were men included too, traveled from village to village, from town to town, spreading the message now, now, Luke told you, Luke told you that I was one of the many women of means like Joanna and, and Susanna who gave our money from our own resources, he said, for us to live on. We, we got to preach, but we also had to eat. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I give myself. I give myself to you. I loved him. I loved him so much so you can imagine. You can imagine the horror that I felt when the one who set me free was locked up and crucified. 
I, I couldn't leave his side. I couldn't go, and so I didn't. We, we didn't leave. Uh, most of my co-laborers, y'all, they went away. I think they didn't want to be the ones next, but, but, I, but I know that you read that over and over that it was me and, and Mary was there, and we were there, and we followed him from Galilee to the cross, and I was there. So, so even after everything was over, after I was waiting to tend to him, to tend to his body, to cleanse him with the anointing spices, to honor his life even after his death. It, it was the least I could do to give him my devotion, never able to repay him for what he's done for me. But I got to ask, what now? What now? What are we supposed to do? What was the point of all of that? Peter, you saw him, and, and, and John, you, you asked, he asked you to watch over his mother. Y'all were there. Did he, did he say anything? Did he, did he tell us what we were supposed to do now? I, I just don't get it, y'all. I don't get it, brothers. All I know is that for three years, we walked around helping everybody else, all those people, I mean, I mean, he, look at us. He brought us together, a, a tax collector and, and fishers, this, this ragtag group of guys that we are. And we, we gave everything up and followed him. We left behind everything that we knew, everything that we could do to take care of our own families. And he seemed so excited. He seemed so excited about the future, but then he told us that he had to go and that he had to be sacrificed. What about us? Are we just supposed to go back to the boats and to the nets? I mean, right now the streets are so hot, uh, we really need to lay low because they're looking to make examples out of us. What are we supposed to do now? Not a second or another minute. Not an hour of another day. But at this moment, with our arms outstretched, we need you to make a way. Brother, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't know. We had a good run. It was a good time. We learned a lot. Uh, we, we did great things for people. I mean, those years really did change my life. Me too, brother. I'm with you. That did just happen. But what now? What now? Here I am, a, willing, a woman willing to give up everything with her healer dead. What now? Here we are, disciples, followers with no leader. How about that? What now? Here we are, church, at the intersection of the already and the not yet. There is a reason to rejoice, but in the everyday living, Things don't look much different. What do we do in the what now moments of our lives? What do we do when the dream that we held on so tightly dies, Minister Tamika, even though he told us that it would? His death, church, was just what he told him it would be. But they live in between lack of understanding and pure disbelief. It can be hard, you know, to understand what's real when our world is spinning. And we do know that the end of a thing doesn't mean that it leaves our minds. 
And we do know that the departure from this life, from this world to the next, doesn't mean that they leave our hearts. So what now in the middle of the grief? And they struggled. And we struggled. And then Jesus shows up. Jesus shows up. You know the Jesus, the Jesus who has been teaching them, been teaching us. Jesus shows up. Jesus, the one who loved them, who loves us. Jesus shows up. The Jesus who's been closer than a brother. Jesus shows up. The one who reveals things to our hearts. The one who gives us the truths, things that we wish he would not say. Jesus shows up. That same Jesus started not robbery to come to them again. What now? Before he could establish his church, before he could tell them to go into the world and spread the good news, before he could send to them his Holy Ghost so that they could be empowered to do the work that he left for them, for us, before he could return to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father, before, before all of that, Jesus showed up. Jesus, she shows up in the middle, church. Jesus, our Jesus, our loving Jesus, he, he shows up. He shows up in the transition between here and there. Jesus, Jesus, he shows up in the meantime, in between time, Jesus, he shows up. And he doesn't ever come empty-handed, but, but the God that we serve, this Jesus, he shows up to give us the answers for our what now. What now? What now? Mary, Mary, you've been a good steward. You gave me your heart. You, you didn't let your pain keep you quiet, my sister. You, you, Mary of Magdala, have been faithful of a few things. And, I, and so I want you to see me first. Uh, it's me, Mary, the one you love. Uh, I told you I would be back. And, and you can always trust my word because, because I am the word. I, I, not, I, I, don't, I, I want you to be the first to see me, Mary. But, and I want to entrust you with the gospel because it's no longer prophecy but here it is unfolding this this good news that the world needs to hear because one day there will be beautiful hats and one day there will be songs about how all of this happened and how I got up uh, one day there will be preachers who hoop one one day men will shout because they can get up because I got up one day but first but first, you asked me what now, and so I, I want to tell you what now. I want you to go. The angel told you to go. I arranged that, my beloved daughter, but, but I wanted to come and see you for myself. Go tell them, daughter. Go tell them, them that are weeping. Go tell them, them that are mourning. Go tell them to hold on. I'm on the way. Hallelujah. What now, church? What now? What now is when you see Jesus, I need you to go tell it. Anybody got to go tell it in their feet. Anybody got to go tell it in their mouth. Even when you don't know how it's going to work out. Go tell them that Jesus' promises are true and that he will come and see about you. Yes, he will. Brothers, this woman, I don't know what she's talking about. This woman and these other two, their words are foolish. I, I, I know that we know her and we were serving with her, but, but there's a reason why women aren't allowed to testify. Can her words be trusted? 
it, it was probably a ghost or a vision that she saw. She's exhausted, surely, just like we all are. And, and, I, and I know what he said. I, I know what he said. I know what he said, but, 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 didn't, but you didn't see him yet. And, and, and I know what he said, but, but he ain't here. What now, church? What now? Believe what God told you. This is, not, this is not a word of condemnation because it, it's in church and sisters and brothers. It's in these what now uncomfortable moments in our lives as a believer that we really get to see the condition of our hearts. It's in these tough places, this, when the going gets rough on the journey, my brother, when some of us know what it's like to hand over everything, hand over your life and, and hand over your earthly security and, and give away your comfort and the life that we built, the life that we built, and turn it over to a new master, and his name is Jesus. But then we wonder, we wonder, we wonder in the silence of Saturday, we wonder, we wonder in the days and weeks and the months to come, we wonder what's next. But when we get to that place in the journey, we got to make some decisions, Deacon Lee. We got to make some decisions. Whose report will we believe? Hallelujah. Whose voice will we listen to? And whose voice will we cast aside because they are not who we think they need to be? In the what now, believe what he told you. He already told you what was going to happen. And I wondered, I wondered, I wondered when I was just studying it. I just wondered, I wondered, I wonder why Jesus would send Mary uh, along ahead of him with the good news when he knew that he was already on his way. Why, why would you send her along with the good news when you knew that you were coming, Jesus, instead of everybody just waiting for you to get there with, with the word? And I can't say that I know God's mind, but I got a sneaky suspicion, church. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think the Holy Spirit is saying that that's a gift. It's a gift. That the word was sent ahead even before Jesus arrived there for them to see. How, how many days of peace and joy have we forfeited? Because the Lord told us, sent the word that he was coming and that everything was going to be all right because it didn't look like it yet. And, and so we stayed weeks and days and months in sackcloth and ashes rather than leaping and shouting in the, in the already and the not yet. Don't wait for the battle to be over. Shout now. In the what now seasons, church, in the what now seasons, I need you to listen. We need to listen for the voice of God. And we need to listen for the voice of God in places that we wouldn't expect and from messengers that you did not sanction. That's just the big word meaning that, that you didn't authorize them. And so why should you listen? I need, the Lord wants us to, to be open to hear his voice and the confirmation of what he already told us. Our authorization is not required or requested for whom the Lord gives his word. In the what now season, are we open to listen for the voice of God in unexpected places and from unexpected people? In the what now season, church, locate ourselves, locate yourself in a place where the Lord tells you to go and wait for more instructions. In the what now season, in the meantime, in between time, in the meantime, before it changes, remember that the Lord specializes in the already and the not yet. 
God is not constrained by time or, or the revelation of what we've been able to witness. In the what now season, we got to rest in his promises. It's God alone who, as Pastor Lovett told us on Good Friday, who is able to complete a task even though it's still being worked out. We can't wrap our minds around that. The God who, who said it is already done and yet it is being done in and through and on our behalf. Just because you can't see it yet doesn't mean it isn't finished. Hallelujah, somebody. If God said it's done, if God said I will be resurrected, if God said it will be all right, then it will be all right. We didn't know. But just because we don't know doesn't mean it isn't the truth. We didn't know because we didn't know. There were times in our life when we didn't know. We, you didn't know that the healing had come because the scans didn't show it yet. You didn't know. We, we didn't know that the deliverance had already taken place because when we looked around, we were in the same place. And we didn't see the work that was being done on the inside. He had already set you free. Hallelujah. We didn't know. We, you didn't know that the promotion had come because you still got up on Monday and you went to work in the fields with the sheep, David. Hallelujah. What's next? What's now? Remember, disciples, that if you forget everything else, and you're in this in-between season church and you, you're not sure what's next. Remember the God who sent you. Remember that he promised to never leave us, to never leave us alone. Remember, disciple, if you forget everything else that God says, I'm with you. Remember that he's promised to be with us, whether we're in the desert, whether we're in the wilderness, whether we're in the valley, whether we're on the hilltop, it doesn't matter. God promises to be with us. Remember that God tells us that when, when we can't see his hand, to trust his heart. Remember, Mary, remember I, I, that I'm not going to ever leave you. I promise to stay with you. And I have to go soon, church. I have to go soon. But please know that I'll still never leave you. But my love will continue to surround you. And I'll, and I'll be with you. I'm sending my spirit so that you'll never be alone. I am with you. And since we know that God is with us, now what? Now what? Now shout. Now what? Now what now? Now celebrate. He's on the way. I've got a word from the Lord to say, be not dismayed, whatever be tied. God will take care of you. He's on the way. Now what? Now what? Rejoice and lift up holy hands. Because the one who promised to do a good thing, he will do it. Now what, church? Now what? Go forward with great joy. Because there's a work for you to do with every day. There's a church for you to build. There are people for you to go to and give them the good news. So you've got to have hope. You've got to be encouraged that in the in-between, the now what is still Jesus. The Jesus who promises to be with you. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. I am with you.
through the day and the night. Let the Lord minister to you, church. It be that no matter where you are, right. God is right there with you. Just look up. It doesn't matter if you're here or not there yet. God is with us. Walking with us through the transition, okay. through all the seasons of our lives. Will you receive that today? Be ministered by the Lord. I am with you. I am with you. promise to you or whispered something to you but then you feel like he walked away because it doesn't look like what God said it was going to be it doesn't even feel like he's close like you used to experience him maybe when you were in the sanctuary you felt a closeness to the Lord but since the pandemic it feels like there's some distance maybe God unfolded a dream before you that looks to be impossible well, God specializes in the impossible because the impossible was how God rescued us. The impossible was rescuing us from the bounds of sin. The impossible was saving our very souls. If you feel like the Lord has betrayed you, open up and tell him. Cry out to the Lord because he already knows your heart. He already knows how you feel. Be honest with God. Tell him, Lord, it looks like you went up on Calvary and, and we never saw you again. It looks like, Lord, we gave, we gave as, as you told us to give, but, but then we, we're here running away because we're afraid. It looks like, God, it looks like the promises that you spoke to us. We heard what you told us, but help our unbelief, oh God. Reach out to him. Cry out to him. Now is your opportunity to give it back to him and receive the comfort of the Holy Spirit reminding you, my daughter, my, my son, I, I've never left you. I've been right here with you. I saw every step that you took. I, I, I saw every tear that you cried at church. I saw every time that you spoke and you met, and I've been with you on the journey. I've been with you. Whenever you need me, just reach out and you'll know that I'm there. If there's one who wants to know this God, this 
this Jesus who promises to never leave us even when he goes away to be crucified. Uh, if, you, if you need to know this Savior because you've never, you've never made a relationship, you never received the gift of salvation, then what better time than right now? The Spirit is moving and saints are praying. You need a Savior. Yes, you do. We were born in sin. But the God who sits high and looks low came down and was born of a woman and wrapped himself in flesh and walked and taught and teach and healed and saved and delivered and set free. But there was more that was required for our salvation. Because of the sin of this dark world, there needed to be a sacrifice. There's always got to be a sacrifice for sin. But we could not give that sacrifice. And so Jesus, perfect man and God at the same time, went up on Calvary's cross, endured the pain that we would have to, and paid the penalty, paid the price, so that our sins would be forgiven. So now we are redeemed, brought with the price. Jesus has saved our whole life. But if you need that, now is the day. Say, Lord, I need a Savior, and I know that Savior is you. Lord, come into my heart and rescue me from myself. And God will do it because the gift has already been prepared for you. Will you receive it today? Will you receive his salvation? Perhaps you already are saved, but you've been walking on this journey alone without, without a family to, to link arms and to pray with. Well, we offer to you the Church of the Redeemer Baptist. We, we love the Lord. Above all else, we love the Lord. We are humans walking out this experience, but, but we know better than not to do it alone. And so we invite you. If the Lord is sending you here, that means there are things and gifts that you have for this body of Christ. And so we invite you to be, be part of Redeemer. If you're watching online, then go ahead and drop in the chat that you, that you have accepted Jesus as your Savior. Go ahead and drop in the chat that you want to be a part of this ministry and someone will reach out to you and, and bring you into this family, this house of Zion, where we put Jesus above all else. Or perhaps you've just been... Uh, saved by grace, but you've been trying to walk this journey alone. And you've been away from the Lord a while. Well, come on home. The, the shepherd wants, to, wants you back in the fold. You, the shepherd wants to be able to keep you close. And so if, if you strain away from, from whatever, for whatever reason, come on back. The Lord is not standing here in judgment. The Lord is standing here with open arms, and so are we. Salvation, to become a part of this church family to be reunified with the one who promised to never leave you alone. Won't you come? Minister Tamika. Not leaving.